Welcome everyone to my podcast. This is Marilyn Marie. And I just want to talk about a little bit about depression and how it affected me uh, given that I was in a domestic abuse relationship. And I became depressed when the abuser had left because I didn't know how to function and focus without him being in the household. And um, I just want to touch up a little bit about it. So I'm, I, I'm going to kind of give a, a brief definition on what depression is. And depression is basically a feeling of feeling hopeless and sad and unimportant and unable to live a normal day-to-day life or, you know, a normal way. Um it allow it doesn't allow you to function on day-to-day activities so when my abuser left my children's father left the relationship it's funny because he said he told my children one time when they were visiting him many years ago that he left the house because he got tired of abusing me. And I find that to be a joke because after he left the house for the first time in my children's life at that time, he had actually beat me in front of them. And so the depression, going back to the depression, um, I couldn't find my way. I couldn't see life. I I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand what did I do wrong? What was so bad about me? How can I have so much love to give to this man and he would treat me the way he treated me and then leave me at the same time with six children that I wasn't sure if I can raise alone let alone I didn't want to be stigmatized and being a single mother with six children but to come to the realization that you are going to be a single mother of six children hit me hard and I didn't know how to handle that and I lost my way I lost my way terribly I would go into the closet and surround myself with the leftover clothes that he left in the closet I had like a little end table in my closet and I would sit on that table and I would just kind of smell and sit in there and scream and cry you know wiping my face and and my nose with his clothes you know to get a sense of his scent and and at the same time angry and then at the same time realizing that I'm having a breakdown And I suffered a breakdown for like about two years. Could be less, give or take, but no more than two years. Or maybe even a year. I started doing things that was unlike me. I started going to clubs. I was not always going to clubs. I was always a church girl. And and that's what I love. My club was going to church and praising God and 
listening to worship music, you know, and 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 hearing the pastor preach and teach the word of God. That that was my happiness. That was my drunkenness. But I became someone who I didn't even know myself because I was in a state of depression. I became angry with God because I said, God, I did everything right. I did everything that I was supposed to do. Why did this happen to me? Why that I am such a good girl ended up in this situation? Why is it that since my youth, since a child, so many things have taken place in my life and what did I do to really deserve that? Or did I do enough or did I not do enough? And with everything that had taken place in my life, why did I just keep it within myself? I, I asked these questions and not realizing that if you fast forward, my life would be different, but then I couldn't see it then. I started going out Sunday through Sunday and trust me, it was not church anymore because I was so angry at myself for enduring the abuse. I was angry at him for leaving me. I was angry at him for abusing me. I was angry at life. I was angry of being a single mother. I was angry of just not knowing reality any longer. I disconnected myself. And I started going to clubs. And I was, it was weird me going to clubs because I didn't know what to do. It's not like I didn't know how to dance, but it's just, that just wasn't my thing. It just was, I don't know, it was out of my norm. And it took me a little while to open up. But I ended up opening up because you know what helped me to open up? I started drinking. I started drinking so much during those times to pacify the pain of what was reality once I had left the club. I didn't feel anything, nor did I even care about anything during the course of that time. Now, I did make sure my children would go to school on time. I did put them in every and any after school program that I could put them in. So they were they even though I was going through what I was going through, there was still a, a sense of function and me, me being productive when it came to my children to make sure that they do what they were supposed to do, regardless of what I was feeling or going through. I never really let them see me have a breakdown during those times. And so getting back to the depression had led me to drinking a lot and going out. And I didn't even know how to talk to guys because I've been with this one man for so long since high school. I went from home to, to, to being with him and having children right after high school that I, I, life was just completely different. And I started talking to different guys and different men and 
thinking, hey, you know, he might see the good in me. He might see that I'm a church girl even though I'm drinking, right? It's, did that really make sense? No, it doesn't make no sense. But that's what I was thinking, you know. Maybe, you know, they're going to see the, the the real me and maybe want a relationship with me. And, and, and then I can start life all over again because I always felt the need that I need for a man to complete me. And that is not true. I don't need a man to this day to complete me. But I thought I did then. And it became so bad that I got used a couple of times thinking that it was going to be something between me and these couple of men, not realizing that it, they weren't really wanting to be with me. They just wanted one thing, you know, and I was, I was ignorant to the fact. And when I caught on and realized that I'm being used... I drank even more and then I left I left these guys the ones who use me um, I took that and I learned from it and I never let it happen again unless I wanted it to happen and not because I was ignorant to the fact that they only wanted one thing and the drinking was so bad that there were many days and nights that I don't even know how I made it home. It was therefore by the grace of God that I made it home. There were times that I was passed out in the back of a cab. Back then, cabs didn't even cost that much to go to the club and, and back home. And I got myself in a bit of trouble and I did get arrested. And I got arrested on my birthday, right? Happy birthday to me. <clears throat> but God blessed me with a lawyer who was great. I'll never forget him. His name was Thomas Tabaldi. And um, he could see that I wasn't that type of person who should have been in trouble like that. And, you know, it was so surreal to me. I didn't even realize how bad things have gotten that I would actually end up getting arrested and having to go before the judge and having to go to, before the judge a few times, actually, before everything was dropped. <clears throat> and... um I started praying. I started praying. I started asking God to please help me because I'm lost. And I'm falling deeper and deeper. And I'm pretty much eating dirt. My face is on the ground. And as I started praying. And I started begging. And screaming and crying. For me to get back to God. Because I was angry with God. For allowing me. To go through these things at that time. <clears throat> not realizing in the future how it was going to benefit me. And I asked him. I said these very words. I'll never forget it. If you allow me to get to church Tuesdays and Thursdays. I will rededicate my life to you Lord. Because this life that I'm living is not for me. This is not my calling. This is not what it's meant for me to be. And one day I had to really fight myself to get myself to church. And it was on a Tuesday. I remember walking out my house. I, I believe I had somebody to sit over my children while I went on my own first. <clears throat> and um, I remember walking to the corner store and I kept contemplating with myself. 
and fighting with myself. It was a war where part of me wanted to go to church and the other part of me was like, no, go back home. It was kind of like a war between good and evil in a sense. And I just stood standing there in front of that store and finally made the decision of, no, you're going to go whether you like it or not. And you're going to get off of this stoop and you're going to get yourself to church. And I went to church. I went to church on Tuesdays. I went to church on Thursdays, but I would not touch Sundays because I just was not ready for Sundays. You got to remember, and if I didn't state it in my previous podcast episodes, that my children's father was born and raised in a church. And you would figure he would know better, right? But he didn't. And they knew we were together. They, they knew that I am the mother of his six children. And I didn't want to, I didn't know if they knew anything or not. I suspected that they did, but I actually turned out to be kind of wrong. And what the fear was that I didn't want to be questioned. I didn't want anybody in my business. I didn't want to have to answer to anybody. And I went Tuesdays and Thursdays. And on one Tuesday or Thursday, but I can't remember which one. I think it might have been a Tuesday. I got reacquainted with someone who I already knew. And please excuse my background. I have no control of the background. But I got reacquainted with someone. And... After service, he spoke with me. I spoke with him. We kind of both was joking and a little sarcastic to one another. And in the process, we began talking. And and after that particular night, I could not get this gentleman off my mind all week long. Now, mind you, bear, bear in mind that I'm still going back and forth to court during those times, as I stated, until it was dropped. And how... I began to put my life into perspective, you know, one foot out of a, at a time, you know, kind of like line upon line, precept upon precept. You know, I sought help for myself and my children. I began to get family counseling, not just for myself, but for my children. They, they made household visits and, and I loved it. I love the fact that I was beginning to put things into perspective on my own, something that I thought I could not do. And I enrolled in college and I got my associate's degree. You know, I went to work. I became, I was beginning to become independent. Um, I enrolled to get my bachelor's degree. And unfortunately, I have the bachelor's credits, which it's not even that much to finish even to this day. Um, to get my degree, but I ended up getting another job and I wanted to continue to support myself and my children because that, as my best friend and sister in Christ says, that son of a son of a mother flower was not supporting me and he was not supporting my children. And I can vouch that to this day, he's yet to support my children, even though they're adults now. You know, um, and I didn't take him to court and that's a whole nother topic, uh, for maybe a different episode. Um, I wanted to 
do everything that I could to, in the best way that I could, support myself and my children. And so while I'm getting myself back on track um, and feeling good about it, and, and by the way, I ended up stopping going out to clubs. And, and every now and then I would hit up a, a lounge. I'm not going to say that I don't, uh, but in a moderate fashion and more woke fashion. Um, I, I would like to believe that I would never repeat those mistakes that I've made in the past. And thank God that I haven't so far. I mean, I'm human. I, I make natural mistakes, but not like then. And um, after thinking about this gentleman for like about a week, I reached out to someone to reach out to him to see if I can call him and he was like of course please give him my number give him my social security card give him my check give him my money give her everything and I found that to be funny because he didn't know that I was listening in on a three-way call <laughs> and um I didn't call him right away I didn't want to seem desperate I waited a little while and then when I finally called him we spoke and you know to this present day he and I speak like two girls like two homies <laughs> Um, and that's just something that we do and something that we like. And um, the Lord blessed me with this man in my life because then life just took a different turn. And I began seeing things that I didn't used to see and learning things that I didn't know. And some of them was really small and, and, and simple, but I just didn't know it. I, you know, I can't say that he helped me to become the woman that I am today, but I can say that he actually added life into me to become the woman that I actually am today. It's such a 360 to where I am today than when I was in yesteryears. And this man that I'm talking about is such a hard-working man and he gives his all and he is a great father to my children and a great grandfather to my grandchildren he is the head of this household and I thank God for him he is my husband of going on 14 years and I am so glad that the Lord put him in my life. And he treats me wonderful. Some say that I'm spoiled and maybe I am to a degree. But I deserve it. I deserve someone to love me the way I deserve to be loved. I deserve someone who sees the beauty within me, not the outward appearance, but the beauty in me. I deserved someone who was going to help me build and we build together. I deserve a man who is a believer in Christ, such as myself. I deserve a man who is selfless and giving. And I'm not the only one who deserves that. You deserve it too, whether it be male or female you deserve greatness too I'm not going to sit here and say that my relationship is perfect 
we have our ups and downs like any other normal couple would but what's so great about it is is that we come back to the table and we talk things out and we try our best not to repeat some of the mistakes that we've made along the way but nevertheless I am still treated with respect I am treated as a wife deserves I am treated as a woman and a mother and it is the greatest feeling it is the greatest feeling I never thought that I would be in this type of predicament I'm not just in love with love I am I am in love with this man and I love him with the love of the Lord and it can work marriage is not meant to be easy but what's great about marriage is how you overcome your obstacles so that as you become older and the young look to the elders you can teach them how to go about life from an elder's perspective and so I have healed and I still do healing within myself because we want to be concerned with our overall well-being because that's what's important I must love myself enough to take care of myself in order to take care of my home and take care of my family and take care of people that are outside so I'm saying to say that to those out there you can have the same thing don't be afraid to leap to jump it may seem scary at the moment you may be going through some real trials and some real tribulations and you may feel like you're suffering a form of mental illness as I felt that I did. But with help and with prayer, you can come out of it. Even doing these podcasts helps me to continue my healing. There are some things that I still struggle with. But I'm believing in God. I'm believing in myself. That this journey that I walk will come out to be victorious. Because I am a victor. And you can be a victor too. So if you out there who's listening in suffering depression, regardless of your situation, and you are continuously feeling sad or anxious or empty or moody or helplessness if you feel irritable if you feel some sort of worthlessness or guilt if you feel fatigue or or lack of energy if you if if you're having difficulty in sleeping or you're waking up early mornings or oversleeping that can happen that used to be my getaway too i used to automatically become so tired that I just wanted to sleep the day away and I knew that was a form of depression you know if you lack motivation if you you know if you're feeling just trouble or if you're losing your appetite or 
if you're thinking of suicidal thoughts, you know, um, if you have cramps or headaches or digestive problems, anything that is in relations to depression, I plead with you to please get help. Get counseling. Get a family therapist. I would not recommend a psychiatrist because the first thing that they want to do is drug you up with all kinds of medication. And you know what? You don't need no medication. You can do this with a form of holistic care. You can do this. You can be victorious too. You can you can come out a winner. You can come out a victor. You can come out and you can help someone else. You can save someone else's life. You can start your own organization as I did. I started my own organization because I want to reach as many people as I can reach. I want to save as many people as I can save. I want not to just have a a a organization where we provide you with just workshops or or pamphlet brochure information and or pass you to another resource that's not the type of organization that I have nor that I want the type of organization that I have is a type of organization where we will walk side by side with you no matter the circumstance if you need help at whatever time we will be there if you need help and you're afraid of going to the police station, we will be there. If you need help going to see your doctor, we will be there. If you need help and you are afraid of going to court, we will be there. And we will never leave your side. It's a bond that we will have. It's a relationship that we will have. And even if you feel like you're well enough and you don't need our help, you will always, always have a bond and we will always have a friendship and we will become family. We will become family. If that's you out there and you need help, do not hesitate to reach me. My office number is 718-758-6161. I'm there. We are there. That's what we are about. We advocate for you. You can reach me also at palmsuponmyhands at gmail.com. You can also reach us by way of social media. We have uh, Instagram. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. There are all sorts of ways you can reach us. But I, I beg you. Get the help that you need. Call 311. Call 311 and get help if you're in the New York City area. Seek out a, a hospital where you can get the necessary help you need. So this comes to the conclusion of my podcast. I thank you again to those who have taken the time out to listen to me. And I just want to express to you all, as I say at the ending of all my podcasts, be bold, be beautiful, be free, and most importantly, be you. God bless you. Peace.